This is On the Radar with your host, Radar. And as always, we're talking about local, national sports, and pop culture. In basketball news, Harden is going to be out 10 days. Dwayne Dedman is going to the Miami Heat. And Pat McCall was cut. The Atlanta Hawks went 11 for 11 in the third quarter with three, the most made threes in a quarter without missing in NBA history. The Bengals, signed, Bengals cut excuse me, Giovanni Bernard, while the Eagles re-signed Jordan Howard. The Bengals, I don't know why they did that. Joe Mixon never stays healthy, and the Eagles definitely need help with running back because they never stay healthy themselves. Natalia Dorentes will be the first Washington, will be the first Latino person to be in charge of the coordinating of football program for the Washington football team. Congratulations to her. Russell Westbrook had his fourth season with at least 20-plus triple doubles. Speedy Claxton's been hired as the head coach of Hofstra for basketball. And Eddie Jordan's been named the head coach of Tennessee State for football. Um, it's sad that a bunch of people passed away, like actor Paul Ryder. People know him for Son of Rainbow, Quantum of Solons, Harry Potter, Halfland Prunch, The Eagle, Friday Night Dinner, Chernobyl, all these TV shows. He passed away at 54. And um, that's uh, so that's sad that we lost him. And then we lost rapper, uh, songwriter, and actor DMX, who passed away at the age of age of 50. People are gonna know him for all of his songs like "Where's the Hood At," "X Gonna Give It To You," all those chart tops. And then he's in a bunch of movies as well. Then he had its reality television show, and unfortunately, he passed away. Due to like a drug overdose and him being a comatose state. So rest in peace to DMX. Rest in peace to the actor James Hampton. Who is known for being the, the you know private Hannibal Shirley Dobbs at F Troop. And he's on the Doris Day show. Love American Style. And he was in the movie The Longest Yards in the original one. And he was also the father in Teen Wolf to Michael J. Fox. And he's in the movie Sling Blade. He passed away at age 84 due to the complication of Parkinson's. Rest in peace to him. We also lost actress Garen Taylor of the personality on BET reality series Baldwin Hill. And the documentary America the Beautiful. Rest in peace to her. And we lost baseball player Chuck Schilling, former Red Sox player. Who passed away at the age of 83. He uh, he and Yaz went, were in the minor leagues together. It's interesting, so rest in peace to him. And we lost basketball Hall of Famer Bobby Slick Leonard. He was a player, coach, and color commentator. He, he played at the Hoosiers, two-time All-American, and the National Championship Squad 53. He then played in the, the AB, in the NBA, where he played for the Minneapolis Los Angeles Lakers and the Chicago Packers effort. Then he'd go on to coach the Zephyrs and Bullets, and he was famous for coaching the Indiana Pacers. And he won three ABA actually championships as a coach before the Pacers moved over to the NBA. And the Pacers have retired his number for that many wins he has, which is combined, which is 520 plus wins. And if you combine it all together, it's 573. He also had a pretty good career as well, so. Rest in peace to him. He passed away at age of 88. And and uh, happy trails to wide receiver Julian Edelman. He announced his retirement from football. The interesting about Julian Edelman is that he was a seventh-round pick. And not a lot of times seventh-round picks make it in the NFL. But the fact that he was a college quarterback and 
what the Patriots said to him, you know, even though you're a college quarterback, we're going to make you be on special teams. You're going to be a cornerback and you're going to cover the other team's wide receiver. Then he became a wide receiver. So the fact that he became a really good wide receiver, a good kick returner, punt returner, and he actually played cornerback, that is really good that you can turn your career around into this. And he wins a Super Bowl MVP when it's all said and done. And he was a three-time three time Super Bowl champion. The reason why he doesn't have all the high numbers of receiving yards and touchdowns is more to the fact that he was a slot receiver and he'd always get double covered. And he's the best you know, receiver on the Patriots team for a while. And that's why it would happen. And another thing is that close to me is that he has, he's, his father is a Jew. And anytime there's been anti-Semitism and people saying that really hateful things about Jewish people, he's been the one to speak out about it. So that's where I really like gonna miss somebody in the actual game of actually being the ones that talk about it. And yeah, it's just gonna be sad not to watch to uh, Julian Edelman every day. I mean, every week in the football season, and have him on my fantasy football team. The latest thing with Miles Leonard. He, you know, encouraged him to have a Shabbat dinner and explained to him what the reason was behind why those words are not something you need to have to be said. There aren't that many Jewish football players due to the fact that when you're in high school and college, most games are Friday night and Saturdays, and that's the Sabbath, so that's really an issue. It's only when you get to professional ranks that you can actually be like, you know what, can't do anything Friday night or Saturday for 25 hours. And um, so, yeah, happy trails to him. Avalanche have traded for goalie Devin Dubnik. That's interesting. They get a pretty good goalie there. Jason Tatum became the youngest Celtics player to score 50 points since Larry Bird. The Padres had their first no-hitter ever. And um, it was done by Joe Musgrove. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. And it, on April 9th, when that no-hitter was thrown, there also was two 50-point games. First time ever that's happened. A-Rod and billionaire Mark Lore are now going to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves after his failure on the bid to get the New York Mets, that um, he's going to go buy a basketball team. That's uh, that's the interesting thing, that A-Rod's going out and trying to buy a basketball team and not even trying to get himself a, you know, a baseball team or even a football team. That's that's very interesting, and so that, that's going to be interesting to see because Anthony Edwards commented he has no idea who A-Rod is, which is pretty stupid. Does a guy keep his head in the ground? He has no idea who that is. That, that's not true. James, James Wiseman, unfortunately, has a torn meniscus, and he's going to be out for the year. So it looks like it's going to be Anthony Edwards' Rookie of the Year award to 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 do or not. He's going to win it unless you know Tyrese Halliburton gets it. And so hopefully the guy heals up and can come back next year stronger. Elise Johnson signs a multi-year deal with the Nets for $4.1 million. Um the Penguins get Jeff Carter. That's a good move for them. Adnan Verk has been announced as the play-by-play for WWE, but will still do MLB Network. This man has, has it all. He worked at ESPN doing college sports and baseball tonight and SportsCenter, obviously. And then he had his podcast about movies. And then he lets go at ESPN, works at The Zone, and then he gets to work at MLB Network. Living the dream there. And Britt Reed has been charged with a driving under the influence for his issue, his, uh, Accident he had before Super Bowl where he permanently damaged and injured a kid. Casa Benita, based off the South Park television show, has filed for bankruptcy. I find that interesting just because 
you know, I didn't know that they actually made an actual restaurant based on on what it, what that uh, based on the actual show. Kevin James announced he's going to play Sean Payne in a Netflix movie called Home Team. Kevin James, I like him. He's a good actor, good comedic actor, stand-up comedian. But Sean Payton and him are different body types. But that's another story. And they signed this Gabriel Deck to a four-year deal of Thunder for four years, $14.5 million. I guess with them accumulating young draft players over the years, they got money to play for a foreign player. Steph Curry is past Will Chamberlain to be all-time scorer, lean leader in the Warriors' history. Anytime you pass a guy like Will Chamberlain who spent a lot of time in L.A. and Philadelphia, Sixer. That's pretty impressive, and James Conner signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. You know, they lost, you know, their running back, Kenyon Drake, to the Raiders, but now they get a starting running back in James Conner. That's good. Swaggy P has announced he's joining the, the the big three this summer. They didn't get to do it last year because of COVID, so I'm excited for that. It's one of my favorite things to watch in the summer, and Gilbert Arenas is going to be in charge of that team. That's going to be interesting to see those two guys on a team together. I still think Swaggy P and Nick Young can still play in the NBA and give some minutes off the bench, but that's me. And unfortunately for the Nuggets, who've been rolling with Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic, they lost second-best player Jamal Murray toward ACL, and he's going to be out for the year. That kind of dampers their playoff run as well. Now, in the NHL, the day deadline happened, and locally, the Blackhawks get themselves a 2021 fourth-round pick for one of their players, which isn't really that much at the end of the day. And the Canadians get Eric Offsison. That's a pretty good player for them to get that. And um, the Blackhawks do get players named Josh Dickinson, Ryder Olsen for one guy and Carl Soderberg. We'll see how that's going to go there. The Blackhawks also got themselves three more, I mean, two more draft picks by trading trading in a three-team deal with San Jose and the Golden Knights. And the Blackhawks did acquire Adam Gaudet for Matthew Highmore. So, again, these minor trades just keep happening all over the place. Nothing that spectacular as well. And the fact that uh, the Bruins got Taylor Hall, that's a really good trade for them. He's a really good player. And um, I already talked to Mentor about Devin Dubnik and Jeff Carter being traded. Those were big names as well. And, and, um, the Blackhawks had made an earlier trade where they got themselves Brett Connolly, Riley Stillman, Henrik Bokstrom, and a seventh round pick in a, in a multi trade team, multi player deal. And the Blackhawks made a deal with the Panthers, and they got themselves Vinny Herosa for Brad Morrison. And, the Canadians traded for Eric Stahl. So, you know, a lot is happening in the recent uh, weeks for this up to the trade deadline. For more, just probably check out ESPN's NHL trade, trade you know, tracker where they can give grades because I'm not the biggest hockey expert in the world. Just trying to tie it into how the Blackhawks actually did with all their moves. Now, in baseball news, Fran Tatis hurt his shoulder, and they're not sure if he's going to be out for the year. He's going to be out for a couple of months if he's got to get surgery. After giving him that 14-year deal, man, 13-year deal, that's like not good for them. And then Tim Anderson got hurt, and the Sox were without him for a bit. And then the uh, the 11 career starts of 10 plus strikeouts ties Billy Pierce in Sox history. I mean, for the for uh, Lucas Giolito, Spencer Turbo came back from the from having COVID, and um, and then Teoscar Hernandez had a bit. Ryan Boroki had it. 
Griel Jr., Giovanni Urshela. Some of these guys either had COVID or because of contact tracing or, you know, the effects from taking the COVID vaccine. Hopefully they all feel better. The Blue Jays extended their GM, Ross Atkins, to a five-year deal. They made the playoffs last year. There's a good chance they can make it this year. So that is smart on their end. Jose Abreu has 200 career home runs. Avi Garcia hit his 100th career home runs. And in Sox and White Sox history, the the players with the, the players that have that are like Frank Thomas, who has the most, and and Paul Canera goes after him. Harold Baines, Carlton Fisk, who played half his career with with the Red Sox. It you know that's where you know that's where you're gonna go, huh? And, um, so yeah, congratulations also, yeah, this is Monty Grandal. He's got 150 career home runs, speaking for the White Sox. But anytime you're on a list with Frank Thomas, Paul Canerico, Carlton Fisk, and Harold Baines, that's pretty darn good. Francisco Lindor signed a signature deal with New Balance, become the first Puerto Rican baseball player to have a signature shoe. Congratulations to him. As I mentioned, the Padres got the first no-hitter with Joe Musgrove. The dude is from that area, and that made it even more special for people in San Diego that they got themselves to get a no-hitter because they were like, the team that was like, we're missing a no-hitter. We're the only one without it. Because the Mets and other teams got it the last five, six years. And and now the Indians have the longest streak of not winning World Series, but also for not having a no-hitter. So congratulations to Joe Musgrove and the Padres of getting that no-hitter. David Price said he's going to auction his World Series ring because, you know, he didn't really play last year for opting out. He's going to give all the proceeds to the player line, so that's good for him. Unfortunately, Dexter Fowler has torn his UCL. He's going to be out for the year. Unsure if the Angels are going to turn to Joe Adele, who didn't have a great rookie season last year. And if they're going to just continue to go with Juan Lagares, now that they called up John Jay, they still got Scott Shebel on a minor league deal. Or are they going to continue to play like the Walsh or the Tices or the Wards in the outfield, even though they're not actually outfielders? That would be interesting what they, they do there because they're trying to be a playoff team. Tony Reales had a multi-year extension with ESPN. It wouldn't be around the horn without him, so it's good for them. MLB trade deadline announced is going to be July 30th this year, usually like July 31st, but July 30th is not a bad idea for them to have that. And in the most recent news, Adam Schefter broke the news that Jadavion Clowney is going to sign with the Cleveland Browns. We all know Jadavion Clowney is super talented, but a lot of people said he doesn't sit into a system and he doesn't. And he's not the most coachable, and he may not have the most sacks for his position, but he's really, really good. So he signed a one-year deal worth $10 million to join the Browns. And Rob Manfred of baseball announced he's going to experiment with the new DH rule, the mound distance, and a bunch of other rules during the Atlantic season as they've been experimenting in the minor leagues for things like that. So that's going to be interesting how to do it because I'm all for the DH. It makes it so pitchers don't have to bat. They avoid getting injured. You know, it's not as much skills and all the other stuff, but that's still something that would be helpful in the in the, in the end of the day. Um, a story that I, I, I was going to mention is Philip Adams, the former safety of the 49ers. He committed suicide the other day, and the reasons that they said he committed suicide is because he killed about six people and then killed himself. So it's very sad that he killed people and he killed himself. He only played. He played in the NFL for about five years between the 49ers, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Falcons. So, just very sad that he would go and kill a bunch of people and himself. 
So rest in peace to him. And Joe West wins $500,000 in defamation lawsuit against Mets catch, former Mets catcher Paul Duca. That's interesting because you're not sure exactly uh, if you people want to root for Joe West or you want to root for Paul Duca. One's a steroid user and one's not one of the most best umpires. People are not a huge fan of him. Steph Curry has the most games with 10 plus 3 made with 18. The next closest is his teammate Clay Thompson with 5. Followed by James Harden with 3, Dame Lillard with 3, J.R. Smith who's not even playing with 3, and Zach Levine with 2. So I don't think anybody's going to pass that up. The New Orleans Pelicans have not renewed the contract of Isaiah Thomas whose 10-day contract expired. They're not sure if they're going to bring him back or not. Now then, what I didn't get to last week was Fox decided to, even though this show... The animation, they, they revamped it and made it look better, and the episodes are starting to get better, that they're going to cancel Blessed Hearts after two years. It was too good to be true to think that Fox was going to go back to having that two and a half hours of animated shows, and it would be actually, you know, good ones with the, you know, the bookend Simpsons and Family Guy and Bob's Burger that they decided to cancel the show. I'm sad because I really like Ike Holtz. Not big fans of Kristen Wiig or Maya Rudolph. But that's where I'm just like, come on. That's the type of thing. And then Duncanville, which hasn't even been on yet because they were showing the Great North, which, again, got renewed before it even had a chance to be on the air. So they were like, they really invested in that show, which I'm not a huge fan of. When you do that, you got to let it actually air before you want to renew it. Same thing with Duncanville. Duncanville Season 2 has not even aired yet, and they've decided that they're going to automatically renew for third season, which is why people are upset that you cancel Bless the Heart in the middle of the season but you don't even let the third season, the second season of Duncanville happen before you make a decision. That's where there's issues. Now, Office alum Oscar Nunez is going to Joe Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. For those who are fans of The Office, look out for him in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Robin Lively has been announced that she's going to play Miss Bellum in the new Powerpuff Girl live action show, and Tom Kennedy's going to reprise his role as a narrator. The whole thing with Miss Bellum is that you can never see her face because. Her hair is in her face, and her, you know, her breasts are up in there, and her neck is long. You can't all see all this stuff. So I'm wondering if they're going to have her hair hiding her face or something, her eyes, whatever, so you can't really tell what she looks like. That's going to be interesting there. Now, now as I mentioned, CBS has a new sitcom called The United States of Al, and ABC has the new drama Rebel and the sitcom Home Economics, and CW has the show Kung Fu just debuted. I, you'll be getting those reviews on those television shows written and talked about here in the podcast once there's been three episodes of all four of those, and I'll talk to you about one of those as soon as the first one, as soon as I get a chance to it. Now, I have talked about how Batwoman concluded their season finale and started this season and what's going on with them and with Black Lightning coming back, which they didn't really have a cliffhanger because they only got 13 episodes. So Flash came back and... The mirror lady, she's still in charge of her husband's company. Barry has been frozen in like a stasis thing to save his like 1% of speed. And the fact that he is the, the speed force is dying and there's nothing left is pretty stupid. Because from all the years of reading comic books and graphic novels and watching the animated shows and the cartoons and the movies and everything, it's a really stupid idea that the Speed Force is dying and you got to go copy your villain in the future, Ebar Thawne, and Reverse Flash and make a, you know, a fake, you know, Speed Force and that's what they're trying to work on. And then they killed Mirror Master, spoiler, and I'm just like, what? And she, like, reveals, I made Mirror Master. And then she's got Top 
and that the fact that top and mirror master working for this villain black hole is interesting because usually mirror master if he works together it's with the rogues gallery of villains of flash you know like captain cold and heat wave and the weather wizard and all those other ones and trickster like things like that the fact that he's working for some gangster doesn't really make sense and um Iris is still trapped in the mirror and obviously seeing through fake things, which is fine. And the fact is, at the first episode, they didn't have Cisco and Caitlyn, and they had the dude almost blew up. And, you know, the girl who's like ultraviolet type of rays is fine. Then, you know, they said that, oh, after Crisis, Nash is the only one that's left of all the, of all the you know, Harrison Wells. And he's trying to make the Speed Force. And he, but he can obviously remember see all of them. And he tries to do it one way, and then Barry gets all the wells in his head, and that didn't work. And he's going to die if they don't get him out. And he said he's a receptor, and that he eventually figures out that he's got to sacrifice himself in order to Barry to have his powers. And Barry doesn't want to keep losing more people. So, I know they're not going to agree to Tom Cavanaugh. That's why every single season, it's a different version of Harrison Wells in every season. So, you know at some point he's going to come back. They got to stop a bomb on an airplane with tech. And then, you know, they had Wells wearing a vest to help through the stuff. And Cisco and Caitlin didn't get a chance to say goodbye to Wells. And I think it's kind of bogus how they wrote that episode. I suppose that Caitlin's still with her mom. And Cisco's on some sort of trip still. Like he keeps going on these trips during multiple seasons and whatnot. And Joe's wife, you know, who had the baby and she has this like sixth sense or thing. She's figuring out what all these villains are doing and stuff. That's interesting. And then the way it is, the bad guy realized she's no longer, she's not the actual woman. She died in the woman and she's actual copy. So that's the thing. They still haven't got to the whole getting, moving on from Ralph. And I already mentioned they're stupidly going to have Impulse be his son instead of being his grandson. And the guy doesn't look anything like a guy who would be Impulse, you know, because it has to be like a young kid. It can't be, oh yeah, like my DJ's son decides he's going to come back and do all that stuff. So here's hoping that it doesn't get dragged out again when you bring back both Iris and Cisco's girlfriend because a lot of times it's just wasted scenes. I'm guessing the woman who on an alternate universe used to be like a daughter to, you know, Nash, to, to you know, to, Na to, you know, Nash, well, it's fine. She's a metahuman. She's got powers and she can actually be useful and stuff. But for the most part, they kind of bring down the plot of the show. And the best opportunity is if, you know, you write out Elongated Man is that you introduce a new uh, metahuman that you got to train to use his powers and help them because Cisco got rid of his powers and it was only in the crossover he actually had his powers because he doesn't want his powers. And Caitlyn, you know, some episodes she's Caitlyn, some episodes she's Killer Frost, that whole split personality, two, two people thing, when she's really a, a villain in all the, all the versions of superhero shows and comic books. That the perfect person that would actually be the perfect thing is you would have impulse from the future, his grandson, or just bring back Kid Flash. Because he got a raw deal that they push him out the door to show Barry's daughter being a speecher, which is not even a real thing. And her character was not helpful. It was pretty annoying. It was pretty stupid. It was just, and it's stupid when the actress is actually older than Barry, the guy who plays Barry Grant Gustin. And then you're like, well, we're actually going to change it up and we're going to have his son also come. And it's just like, the son looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. He does not look like a, a guy who would be a speedster and be on Flash. I'm like, come on, he's not Impulse. The reason they call him Impulse is because he, 
he's impulsive and he just does things as quick as possible because he's got the powers of his grandfather and his, you know, and his, uh, and his uncle, you know, in a way, because Barry's the nephew of, Barry's nephew is Kid Flash, so Barry's grandson would be his great uncle, I'm guessing, or whatever the way it is, is you got Flash the grandfather, Wally is the nephew, and then the grandson there, so the point is, like, that's how they do it in Jay Garrick's, like, the old elder statesman, and there are other speeches and stuff, but no, they don't want to do that, and there are characters that have, you know, you know, that could be metahumans that would be perfect for the Flash, like Metamorpho, like, those are the type of character that I'm thinking to myself, like, why in the world did they not introduce him? Because it seems like every single character that is in Flash, villain, or superhero, they um, all have to be affected by the particle accelerator. And I'm just like, if that's the case, then it's perfect. You know, Metamorphos got all these power, controlling all these elements and things like that. That's where you would think that, oh, that's a good character. But no... And that's where I'm just like, well, that's pretty stupid. Now, other things I've been saying this for a while, with time traveling and all these other things, they might as well bring back the Robbie Mel to play the uh, character Firestorm with him and Jax. That's another idea that they could do in that show as well. If they end Legends of Tomorrow, Nate as Commander Steel could be on Flash. And there's just so many characters that they can actually use on the show. Like, Beast Boy is obviously on the Teen Titans, but that is something that you could actually do. It should be interesting. The Black Lightning ending, they could have done Static Shock and the Outsiders with Katana and all the other characters. That's what they say. They can introduce some characters who are part of the Justice League, um, you know, international, like Fire and Ice. They're like, they're metahumans and things like that, but they're not, they're not doing that. That's where things like, you're missing an opportunity on certain characters, you know, you could have Animal Man, you could have Buana Beast. There's a lot of characters that they could do. Well, Elongated Man leaving, you can have Plastic Man as somebody to replace them. But there's just so many ideas that they're just saying, we're just going to continue to do, like, the Speed Force thing, and we're not going to actually do anything. Because they had Geoforce and, and, and something like a Terra type of thing in Black Lightning. They're, you know, haven't done that here. That's where, huh. That's where you're like, huh, okay, I guess what? So there are just, there's just, it's, or you just introduce Blue Beetle. That's what I'm saying. There's so many characters that could be on Flash that are either metahumans or scientists that they lost the opportunity for them to do that when they decide we're just going to go all in on the speedster daughter, the speedster son, kicking out the speedster brother-in-law. You know, that's just pretty darn stupid at what they're doing there. Missing out on opportunities for good storytelling because all these DC shows could use new characters and new villains and new plots and actually go back to what they're supposed to be. Supergirl being about her being a female superhero working in a female journalism world for the company that's female. Her um, her having a team of people that are helping her that are happy to be male, but they're helping her like Wynn and Jimmy. And she works with her sister. And then you had a female Miss Martian. You know, you have Miss Martian as a female and you have Dreamer now as a woman and stuff like that. That's all in dandy. But then they go bring in Lex Luthor, and they have all these other villains and characters that don't really need to be in the show that make it not what it's supposed to be, you know, and I said Legends is stale, and they got to change that, and Black Lightning, I said, they missed out on Static Shock, and they missed out on the, the Outsiders. Like, there's plenty of characters 
that are metahumans that could be on Flash that they can use and they can move on? Or is it the easiest answer to bring Kid Flash back? Now, if you're telling me the actor who plays him is busy, fine. Figure out a way that you can get him to actually be on the show because that's where it actually he actually should be on. He should either be on Legends or he should be on Flash. None of the speedster thing if you're not going to do it correctly because the daughter and the son are not speedsters in the comics. Okay? That matter. It's impulse. Impulse comes from the future to warn something. And what happens is eventually Barry dies in the comics. And Wally becomes the regular Flash. Impulse becomes the next kid Flash. And then obviously when we find out that Barry didn't actually die in the comics and he goes into Speed 4. Then Wally just becomes regular Flash still. And he joins the, the adult Titans with the characters like Aqualad and and, and Red Arrow and all the other characters, but no, they're not going to explore that. They're just going to continue the speedster trope thing where it's like, well, the villain is still going to be the mirror person because they weren't able to finish the final three plus episodes to end that season, and it, they're just going to make drag it out and make it the season. So, rest in peace to every single uh, person I said who passed away, everybody who's who, uh, dealing with COVID, hopefully they all get better and heal up, got to listen to the Padres, I'm throwing their first no-hitter, and, um, happy trails to Drew Edelman for his retirement, and, um, thank you for listening to On the Radar, episode number 77, as always, I talk about local national sports, checking me out on ontheradarmedia.com for everything I've ever done, go to YouTube for On the Radar for my baseball observation video, my movie reviews and observations, as always, is on Apple, Google, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Go to On The Red Entertainment blog, like and follow my Facebook page. So you can get like all the everything all in one place while you're on your social media. Find out who had a birthday today, other news. And again, like, subscribe, comment, rate, review for my podcast. And Radar442 is my blogger if you want to check out some of my articles. And you also want to go to Twitter and follow me at Radar4428 as well. Thanks for listening to... Episode number 77 for On the Radar. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.